Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Hepernan. I'm broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. Today we are welcoming two artists from the United Kingdom, one who's here in Los Angeles and one who will be calling in from London. Joining us in a few minutes will be Laura Evans, former film and television star with a powerful voice and a bright future in country music. And later on in the show, Juliet Ashby, British R&B singer who's climbing up the Billboard charts, will call in from London to give us a peek at her upcoming album and her USA tour. So stay with us. This is going to be a lot of fun today. But don't forget now, this is your show. These bands are here to talk to you, so you can call in and talk with them. You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions. You can email us to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You know, if you're sitting there at work and you've got your earphones on, you're not really looking at that PowerPoint in front of you, but you're listening to us, go ahead and email your questions. The chat room is open. If you're listening to us on the Block Talk Network, the chat room is open, and we are monitoring the chat room, so let us know if you have any uh, questions or comments for our, uh, our t- interview guests on the chat room. And if you're going to follow us on Twitter, don't forget the hashtag Music Friday. And check out our website. But when you're checking out our website, please, no more band suggestions for a while. We are full, and we're now going through them. I want to thank everybody who suggested bands, and we are now listening to them. In fact, we've got a couple of bands that have been recommended by our listeners coming up in the next week, and we'll tell you about that at the end of the program. You know, I think we have a um, a guest on the line. Um, yes, we do. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Liz from Dark Beauty. Liz, wow, hi. Glad Hello. to have you. Hello again. Um, when Are you by yourself or is uh, Brian with you? I think Brian is going to be joining here any second. Okay. All right. Well, for our guest, uh, uh, Liz Tapia is with uh, the band Dark Beauty. She was on the uh, the show earlier. She has a very interesting album in the works. And uh, well, why don't you just tell us about where you stand with uh, the album? Well, happy to say that the mastering is finally finished, and we are very, very close to releasing. Um, we are looking at mid-August for our release, and I promise we will have a date very soon. Um, So people can find our information if they just visit darkbeautymusic.com, and all of the latest information will be available through that website. Well, I I noticed that you've already put three tracks up on Reverb Nation, and I've listened to them, and... uh, they are wonderful. You know, for for our listeners who didn't hear the earlier interview with uh, Liz and Brian, um, Liz is actually an opera singer. Is that isn't that right, Liz? I have been studying this technique for a while now, and yeah, you know, it's it's always something that I'm working towards, uh, uh, to, you know, in my career, and it's been really great to be able to make the change from you know doing a musical theater type of singing more into an operatic type of thing. So and you do that it is great exactly with, what we're featuring on the album. And it's, it's a great rock album. I think uh, Brian just came on. Brian, is that you there? It is indeed. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Glad, uh, glad you guys took the time to surprise me and, and call in. And Because uh, I've been watching the album. I've listened to the tracks you put on Reverb Nation. Um, do you know if you're going to have a release party or a release tour of any kind? Well, we're definitely going to be doing uh, a lot of online promotion, and I know we're going to be having an, uh, a release party here in the New York City area. 
But we were hoping to have a couple of more parties regionally also, and um, we're working on reaching out to uh, some of the promoters and radio folks that we know to hopefully uh, do them in more areas. Well, please, 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 please come to Southern California. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. You, uh, if we're you want convinced. to, you can, you, you can wait till winter when uh, it, it's really, really nice here and not so great there. But uh, anytime, we'd love to have you at Southern California. I could see you all at the Hollywood Bowl, frankly. Wow. I, we can follow up on Monty Python Live at the Hollywood Bowl, which is one of my favorite performances <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Uh, that'd be kind of a hard act to follow. Well, we're almost out of time, so real quick, why don't you tell our listeners once again the name of the album, and uh, also can they pre-order the album, and where they should go to find out more? Uh, absolutely. The band, of course, is Dark Beauty, and the album title is Fall from Grace. Uh, hard copies will be available through CD Baby, and we're also going through uh, iTunes, uh, Amazon, uh, Spotify, a bunch of folks who we've been set up through CD Baby. So basically any electronic place uh, where you normally buy music will be there. And you can get more information about when the actual release date will be. Uh, it's going to be in August, but we're not exactly sure when, uh, at darkbeautymusic.com. And any information on pre-sale would be there too. So head over to darkbeautymusic.com. Well, I second that. I'm going to be first in line, and um, once again, I'm going to beg you, please, please, please come to Southern California, okay? All right. I think thank we're there. <laughs> All right. Liz and Brian, thank you so much for calling in. We have to, to take a, a quick break right now, and when we come back, oh, boy, this is going to be a surprise. Laura Evans, acoustic soul country from Wales, actually, but now in Los Angeles. So stay tuned. You listen to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And I'm back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live, welcoming our listeners around the country. And especially I want to say hi to our listeners on Radio KSKQ-FM in Ashland, Oregon. I hope you're having a great Shakespeare Festival. For those of you who don't know, Ashland is the home of the best Shakespeare Festival in the country. For everybody out there, you can call in 347 215 or you can... Um, Call, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and you can be on the chat room. I actually heard somebody just open the door to the chat room. Hi in there. Um, and after the show, check out our website, musicfridayatnationbuilder.com. Well, making the transition from film and television to music is not always easy. Some people never quite make it. Others just glide into music with their visual entertainment chops totally intact and their music totally awesome because it's their passion. Fortunately for us, our next guest made that transition smoothly because her music is as bright and exciting as her smile on the big screen and her passion is something else to see. Laura J. Evans relocated to Los Angeles from, from South Wales in the UK to pursue her dream, country music after a career in television and film. And it's easy to understand why she shifted to music when you hear the passion and the sheer talent that she puts into her songs. Well, the UK's loss is our gain. Laura brings a viewpoint and a style to soulful country music that captures audiences from the first note. And I am so happy she is with us today. Laura, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, first, l let me say I love your music, but I wonder if I'm describing it accurately. Uh, in the introduction, I called it soulful country, but the way you blend genres seems like you're creating something new. So how do you categorize yourself, or do you? Um, you know, that's a tough one. I don't like to categorize myself usually, but I guess it's whatever people think it is or want it to be. I love country music, and I love soul music. Um, so I guess... I guess, yeah, it is kind of soulful country music. Well, it, it, it sure sounds that way. And, of course, we do have to categorize because 
you know we don't we don't go to record stores much anymore we look in the bins but we do uh we do look for for categories and online um, I want to give our listeners a yeah. little sample of um, what I mean when uh, I say soulful country music and also what I mean by, by the kind of passion you put into music. Here is a song from the new Remember When EP, and it's called What's Left of Me. You found me shattered, so incomplete, bruised and crumbling down on my knees. A broken mirror never shows you what you want to see. Baby, I'm shattered. It's only pieces. There ain't much left. If you can hold on, help me forget. And find a way to put this puzzle Just take these pieces You should have had the best of me Instead you get the rest of me I wish you found me first You found me at my worst I'm giving You should have had the best of me. Instead, you'll get the rest of me. That is such powerful poetry. Is there a personal story there that you can share? Um, you know, I co-wrote this song with um with a country writer named Brett Detter, and I think when the day we recorded it, we were talking about how in life and how relationships you've always kind of been heartbroken, and you never kind of end up with a person you think you're gonna end up with. And um, I was like, that's kind of universal. I mean, I don't know anyone who's, like, fallen in love and stayed in love and been together forever. I mean, apart from my mom and dad, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so that was the kind of the idea. And then we kind of got into it and started really kind of delving deep. And then we came up with that line, um, you should have had the best of me instead you get the rest of me and I'm giving you what's left of me. Because I guess we, we kind of decided that it's kind of the world over, you know, and um, and everyone kind of goes through that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think I think that's what we want we set out to do. Well, well you certainly did it and I have to say that to uh to write and perform that forcefully with that kind of passionate storytelling, you know, that takes a lot of people many years, sometimes a lifetime. So but you haven't been writing and singing for many years or have you? Um you know, I've always been singing. I started writing about uh, six years ago. So I guess my writing my writing was a little later than my singing. But, yeah, I've been singing for a long time. So, yeah, it was kind of like finding stuff that I want to sing about and then turning them into songs and kind of making, you know, making sure that message got over and kind of honing my songwriting skills. And hopefully it worked. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say it does. Uh... Now, you had a successful career in television and film up until recently. In fact, you still do a little. There's an airline ad that recently appeared and a short film last year in, in which you actually played a singer. Um, everybody, right, I, yeah. everybody I know who is an actor or an actress says that it's a very high experience and it's very addictive. So what pulled you away from film and television and towards music? Um, you know, I've always been so much more passionate about music because it kind of runs in my family and I'm from Wales and I'm from a very musical village and my auntie and uncle sung. And I guess when you sing at such a young age, kind of acting goes with it kind of thing. You know, you do classes and you sing and you act at the same time, but the music always came first. But I was lucky enough, I studied at a drama school in London, I think quite famous one called Sylvia Young Theatre School. So I was kind of always acting kind of alongside my music. And then, I, you know, it was kind of luck. I fell into this role at home. It was for a BBC kids' TV show. Um, they needed someone with, like, a funny voice who could do an American accent. And I guess the day that day they called me in, and I don't know, the stars were aligned, and I got the job. And I ended up having an amazing time on that show. It was a kids' TV show. It was very funny. And I, 
they kind of they commissioned it for six years and they did four series. So, and after that, I moved to LA, and I think that's when like my passion for music kind of came full circle. I was like, oh, I've missed writing and singing, you know, because I haven't done it for a while. So I guess it's just kind of the way it kind of panned out. Really, it was all just a natural progression for me. We're talking with uh, Laura Evans, whose new EP, Remember When, is now out and available on CD Baby and iTunes. And you can talk with You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email us. And I think you know the address because I'm getting some emails here, and uh, we will turn to your emails in just a minute. But I wanted to follow up on, on something you said there, uh, Laura. You said you moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. two years ago from Wales. Now, I've been to Wales. It's a very beautiful country. Um, it's, yes. But it seems to have an excess of rain and very few vowels. Uh, it's it's kind of the con- <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the well, opposite. Well, it's very of green, Andy, and everyone sounds like they're singing a song. <laughs> that's right. I think Hawaii got all the vowels, and and uh, Wales got all the consonants. Uh, uh, but it's the opposite yeah, yeah. of L.A. And I and um, I don't like I say I don't think I've ever spent a day in Wales in which it didn't rain, even down in Cardiff. So have you fully adjusted, yeah. not just to the weather, but to a city that has more people than your entire country and a whole lot more cars? <laughs> Wait, the car thing took me a while. <laughs> I <did laughs> Even on my the M4, huh? a, few, a few times. <laughs> but, um, no, I've adjusted quite well, actually. I, I did fall in love with L.A. as soon as I visited here. And um, I miss home, of course, and I miss my family, and I miss you know, where I'm from. But for now, you know, I love L.A. I have friends here. I have British friends and Welsh friends, and I get to do what I love, and I love the weather. So, yeah, I guess I'm adjusting quite well. Well, it sounds like it. Um, Carolyn in San Francisco, and since you've been in California two years, you know there's a little bit of tension between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Uh, Carolyn writes... Oh, yeah. um, uh, did you move here alone? Did you know anyone in L.A. since L.A. is such a big, lonely city? And I would argue with her on that, but go ahead and answer the question. Yeah, no, um, she's like, yeah, I did move here alone. I moved here alone, and I knew about two people, kind of acquaintances that I've met in the past, but I did, I moved here all alone, <clears throat> and I started from scratch. Yeah, I don't really know how I did it. It was scary, but I kind of just faced my fear. Uh, we have an email here from um, Markup in um, Fresno who wants to know, right. have you ever listened to California Country, the Bakersfield sound? No, I haven't. But tell him I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> uh, thank you, Markup. And, of course, Markup is in that part of the country. And, yeah, California does have a long history of country music, uh, Buck Owens and people like that. Um, speaking of music, let's play uh, another one of the wonderful songs off of this album. Um, this is a song, In Her Shoes. It's from the EP, and uh, it really struck me as a man about how sometimes we don't change and grow up while the women we love do or the one we pretend to love. Let's listen to a sample. Now, now, that song has all the required ingre- ingredients of a country song. It's got a pickup truck, and it's got heartbreak. <laughs> but it's not, I don't think it's, it's, it's not really about heartbreak. It's, it's actually about maturity and immaturity, and um, the heartbreak seems like it's kind of positive. Um, and um, I don't think I've heard anything quite like it. And also, I don't think that you were the clueless woman in the truck, because last time I was in Wales, I didn't see many Chevy pickup trucks cruising the streets for hours, <laughs> not even on the M4. No, well, yeah, no, there's not many pickup trucks in Wales. We call them vans there. But, um, 
being that I was here, I couldn't really say the word van in a country song, so we had to use the word pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a great song. It's very much uh, a song that you've you've taken classic country themes, you've kind of turned them around, and I I don't think I've heard anything like it. Uh, um, you sing it, yeah. and you sing it like an American country girl. All of your songs, you sound like you've spent your life in Texas or Georgia or Tennessee, but of course you haven't. So how did you develop such a yeah, great southern U.S. singing voice? You know, I've always sung. It's so weird, because every time I speak, I speak with my accent, but every time I've sung, I lose my accent instantly. It's something that's happened ever since I was like six. And it's funny because my auntie sings. That's kind of where I got my main inspiration from. And she's the same. She sings. When we sing, we tend to lose our accent. So I don't know if it's because we listen to a lot of country and American music growing up. It kind of influenced us. Um, But if I wanted to sing with my accent, it's like a choice I make. But I naturally actually just sing without it. So, yeah. Well, of course, that's also something that actors learn how to do, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of music coming out of the UK right now where people use their accents a lot, and it's something that I've just never naturally done. But maybe in the future I'll maybe try something with my accent. Maybe that'll be a whole different sound one day. So we could have California Welsh country music. Welsh. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, we're talking with Laurie uh, Evans, whose new uh, EP, Remember When, is now out and is available on CD Baby and iTunes. And uh, you can talk with her, too, 347-215-7511, or you can keep the email coming. And we've got another email from San Francisco. I guess everybody in San Francisco is sitting in their office uh, listening to me instead of working. This is from Larry, and Larry <laughs> says, Come on up here. The Great American Music Hall is just your kind of place, and we'd love to see you. So you got a tour planned? Oh, um, I do have a tour planned early next year, yes. I have to kind of get through this year, and then next year I will be planning a tour. So I probably will be going to San Francisco. So, yeah, tell him I'll be there. Sign me up, um, and I shall keep – like, I have a website, so all my dates and my gigs are posted on there. Okay. So hopefully early next year, yeah, I'll be on tour. All right. Well, well uh, Santara in L.A. wants to know uh, what's your next gig in Los Angeles. My next gig is going to be at the Hotel Cafe. It's early September. I don't have an exact date yet, but um, it'll be on my website probably in the next couple of days. So, yeah. Okay. All right, so you can check that out, Santara. And, and of course, uh, Santara, since you're in L.A., you probably know that the Hotel Cafe is is on uh, Coenga, just north of uh, Sunset. And it's one of the the premier showcase clubs in uh, the, uh, the the city, actually. So so check out her website and, and see there. Now, I want to play another one of those great songs from the EP, uh, with, which, like I said, is available now on uh, CD Baby and iTunes. And this is the title song, too. This is uh, Remember When. Now that is that is classic classic country, and it's uh, it's really addictive. But I kind of think that it's it, it's interesting for another way, another reason. It's um, it's another song on the EP that looks backward, that reminisces. And I wonder, is there a subtext here? It's kind of uh, about you that um, there's a pocket full of uh, nostalgia in your songwriting heart. Um. Yeah. I mean, I always write from experience, and I guess. Um, that kind of lends itself to, I don't know, nostalgia and heartbreak and memories and all that stuff. But 
I remember sitting down when we wrote this song with my friend um, Jeff Sikorsky, who we also produced the album to. He was kind of a crucial part of this whole process. Um, and I just sat down and he was like, do you remember when you like meet someone for the first time and you like have a holiday romance and you like you don't want it to end? And, and I was like, oh, that feeling is just so... I mean, we were talking about it, and we were like, oh, yeah, everyone's had that, you know, that holiday romance when you have to say goodbye. And then, So that's kind of what that song is about. It's about falling to someone and then having to leave them. Um, so. we've, got some, uh, we've got some guests uh, on, in the chat room, and uh, if, you, if you all in the chat room have any questions for our guest, uh, just please shoot them over to him. We'll be glad to ask her. Uh, well, speaking of the present, uh, I understand that your present is brightened by a little character by the name of Ruby. You want to talk, tell us about Ruby? Oh, yeah. Um, Ruby is actually one of my best friend's dog. Um, it's a little multi-poo. She's so cute. And um, he was away for a little while, so I was dog-sitting Ruby. And, yes, she's adorable. She can come well, can, at, just, at some point, uh, so is it possible that, that we might see you cruising down the Pacific Coast Highway with your convertible top down and Ruby next to you with her tongue out enjoying the sea breeze? How you've been stalking me, haven't you, Patrick? How do you know this? <laughs> we do our research. I guess here. Instagram I gives a, it I, away, I, right? <laughs> I have an army of interns who find out everything they can that's fun. <laughs> and, um, well, I'm glad it, it, Ruby's made it onto the radio. She's already a star, you see. Well, she she is, and uh, you know what else is going to make it on the radio? Is that great tattoo you got that says "Never Clip My Wings." Oh no, that's a fake tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh no, of, no, you're definitely talking my Instagram. No. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of winging it, so to speak, um, we are going to be uh, at the uh, the hotel cafe uh, for you. And um, if you have any other uh, upcoming gigs uh, anywhere in the country, actually, let us know. We'll be happy to post it on our website and uh, let our our listeners know about it. Um, and speaking of riding down the um, the Pacific Coast Highway, um, you've got a great song that I want to play a little of it. It's called Ride. Yeah. That song, to me, is a great example of why country is over, often overlooked when it comes to poetry. The line in there, we've been stuck yeah. inside this haunting lullaby, that just, in eight words, you have said so much. It's just pure poetry. And the music, of course, is pure country. Uh, now, did that yeah. flow, or were you very purposeful in creating that kind of poetry with a country swing to it? Um. You know, I we wrote that I wrote that song again with Jeff Sikorsky, and it was one night we wrote it in two hours. That the lyrics came kind of easy to that song. He started playing some chords. I started singing the chorus right as soon as he started playing it, and then the song just kind of wrote itself. I mean, there's obviously moments where you're like, "Oh, is that line good? Should we write that?" And um, so yeah, it wasn't that hard. I think the song and the vibe and the feeling we had that night just kind of lent itself to that kind of poetry. I guess, yeah. Well, it, it, it certainly works very well. Um, we must be having a lot of fun because we're pretty much out of time, all right? Uh, Laura, I want to I thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. You, you've been a wonderful guest. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and thank you for playing all my, all my Welsh country songs. <laughs> 
Laura, Laura <laughs> Evans, uh, her new EP is Remember When. It's available on CD Baby and iTunes. She's going to be on tour. For those of you in Southern California in September, she will be at the Hotel Cafe. And uh, check her website. Uh, what's that website again, Laura? It's uh, laurajevans.com. LauraJEvans.com. Check her website for a full schedule. We've got to take a break right now, but uh, when we come back, uh, Juliet Ashby, the British powerhouse, will be calling in from London. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. I'm back. This is Patrick O'Heffern, and I'm your host at Music Friday Live. Uh, we are waiting for a call from London. Juliet Ashby is supposed to call in from London. Um, I actually tried to call London a little earlier today and uh, was not able to get through, so she, she might be having some problems. Uh, I want to play one of her songs for you, and uh, while we're playing one of her songs for you, uh, we're going to see if we can uh, establish a connection with her. So don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live, and here is uh, Over and Over by Juliet Ashby.
234. Okay, all right, that's it. All right, thanks anyway. Bye-bye. Hi there. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. We are back at Music Friday Live, and it looks like all the circuits between here and uh, London are busy. So I don't know if we're going to be able to talk to Juliet or not, Um, but we are going to be able to play her music. So here's another one of her wonderful songs. This is Drop a Baby. This is your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, on Music Friday Live, and we are back, and we have our guest with us. We were finally able to get through all of those busy uh, signals. Okay. Now, before I introduce her, let me just say that I've been talking with Juliet Ashby's people for two months, trying to find a date on Music Friday Live for this very, very popular and very busy woman. And when you hear her music, you will know why. This lady rocks. She is known as Neo Soul R&B singer-songwriter, but she is so much more. She has a voice that defies comparison, lyrics that hit your gut and your heart, and a range that stretches from reggae to blues. She is simply in a universe by herself. There is no one like her, and I'm not the only one who thinks so. She just hit number 10 on Billboard's Next Big Sound chart. She wowed crowds at South by Southwest this year, and she is now touring with Yuna. So many people in the music industry say that Juliet is the next big thing. As far as I'm concerned, she is a big thing now, a major music force now. And I'm so happy she'll be appearing in Los Angeles next month where I can see her live. And I'm so happy that she's here with us uh, right now on the line from London. Juliet, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And, and thanks for, for trying hard to get through. I don't know what was happening because we were trying to call uh, you all morning uh, and we were getting the same thing. But anyway, here we are. Now, I, I've been listening we to your, Well, yes, the wonders of technology. <laughs> I, I've been listening to your music all week, and I'm blown away by how you combine R&B and jazz and reggae into something unique. And now, I know you've been writing songs since you were 10 years old with Amy Whitehouse, but let me ask you. 
has your distinctive sound been a slow evolution or did you always have these multiple musical genres in your blood and that's just the way songs come out? Yes. I mean, I, I always say, like, I really I really believe that most most artists who have been singing and writing their whole life, it's not something... I mean, obviously, I work at what I do and, you know, I train my voice and I work hard, but... I've just always done what has naturally been in me. And then, obviously, being influenced by different artists growing up, you know, I, I take on the influences from, you know, 90s R&B and reggae music that I've grown up listening to and rock music, country music. Um, but I just do me, and I've never compromised on that. So, because I just do what I love doing. And what I like, what I like performing and what I like hearing. So, yeah, I've always, I've always known what my, my style is as such from a, from a young age. So. Well, you, we, we're glad you did because it is uh, uh-huh. uh, just amazing stuff. And I want to play well, uh, a song that's been bouncing around in my head ever since I, I heard it. This is uh, like a bass guitar. It's impossible <laughs> not to dance to that song. I'm just really glad I've got a long extension on my headphones because I'm out of my chair rocking around. Where did, did you, <laughs> I mean, it's just so much fun. Where did you get the idea for that song? Okay, so um, I work, I've worked with a producer, amazing writer and producer, Alan Glass, um, since I was, he's the first studio I ever went into when I was about we're trying to remember, we reckon it was around eight or nine years old. Um, and uh, we sat down and he played me a load of different tracks that he was working on. And I'd always had, a con- the bass guitar is my favorite instrument. Like I can sing with a bass guitarist all day long and just thoroughly enjoy myself. So I love, yeah, I love the bass guitar. I think it's the, I think it's one of the most moodiest instruments and it definitely sets a tone to any, every, any song um, where there's bass line in there. So I've, I've always wanted to write about a bass guitar being like a person, like a man or like a woman to a man or whatever, as, as a sexual object. So that's why I wrote um, Play Me Like a Bass Guitar. And like I said, I was in the studio with Alan and um, he, he was playing me different tracks and he played me that one track and obviously I... I I jumped it. I was like, I've, I've got an amazing idea that I can put down on this. So, it, it, and, that's where, it, and, that's, and that's how it happened. Well, it, it's interesting that, that you said like a man and then like a woman because the bass is rapidly becoming a woman's instrument. There are a lot of bands out now with yes. female bass players, as you probably know. Do you play the yes. bass? I you did do. play the bass. I did play the bass. I try. Well, I don't play the bass now, but when I was younger, I I played the bass for a while. So, and I loved playing. I loved playing the bass. Um, I can, but I was I, I was a child that went from one instrument to the next. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking to. So, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a it was a bass guitar, and then it went to like the saxophone, and then it, and the piano I always played, but I went from bass guitar to saxophone to the cello to. Uh, the flute. I, t- I played at one point. But, yeah. You're you're kind of a walking band yourself, right? Uh, no, we're talking. I try. The, yeah, well, you do well. We, we're talking with Juliet Ashby about her soon-to-be-released debut album, Bittersweet, and you can talk with her at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com, and we are getting quite a bit of email here for you, um, Maria in St. Augustine, Florida, wants to know, Juliet, what's with the lions? Want to tell us about the lions? The lions. The jewelry? Um, yes. Um, basically, the lions, was, I'm, uh, my best friend passed away a, long, you know, a while ago, and 
Lioness. Um, I was I was signed with Lioness, um, which was my best friend's label, and it it represents her. It represents me. It represents being strict, being a strong woman, being a strong person, um, and just going in like a lion would, basically. And and so when I wear my lion rings and I wear my lion chains, they represent being a strong person. That's what they represent. Well, you certainly are. And uh, here's another example. I want to play a song that's a complete change of direction from like a bass guitar. And this, of course, is also from your upcoming uh, Bittersweet album. This is called Over and Over. Every hour, every minute, every day counts Like the first time I lay my eyes on you I admit it wasn't about the physical attraction More about a magnetic reaction a um a very sophisticated uh piece of music uh the the percussion counter rhythms that that background the, the asymmetric mm-hmm. lyrics they weave and touch mm-hmm. at just the right times that's amazing did, did did you record that all at once or did you record separate tracks and kind of stitch them together no we did that all at once at like i think it was about one in the morning um i was in atlanta uh, re- recording with a fantastic producer, Mike Colombo from So So Deaf. Um, and we'd just done a, a fantastic track in the day um, that we'd just done, and the Brat came and got on the track as well. And then this is like towards the end of the session, everyone was calming down, and we were just going through some more music. And as soon, again, as soon as he played me that, I was like, oh, my God, I need to, I need to, I need to write to this right now and lay it down right now. So everyone just went and had a little break and went and got some drinks and food and I just sat in the studio with the lights off and wrote the song. And it was probably the easiest song I've ever written. The music so beautiful and everything I wanted to say at that point in time came out. So I love that song. I feel like that song is my, my new baby. Which, of course, is why you were humming it while we were we were playing it. Well. Yeah, I, I love it. I love singing it. I love I love performing it. So, well, uh, it's what I call an earworm. It 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 never goes away once you listen to it. And uh, uh, and as I've listened to it over and over again, I've begun to understand just how sophisticated the music in that is. And uh, now they hear that you yeah. did it all at once. I'm I'm um, doubly. You can't see me, but I'm bowing down to you here in front of the microphone. <laughs> Right. No, it's a, it's a beautiful track, and like I said, you know, Mike Colombo, um, who produced the the music, is is in my eyes a genius. I think he's absolutely ridiculous, and I am so blessed that we were brought together because, you know, we we make beautiful music together. So he he's he's fantastic. He's ridiculous. Um, Certainly. So yeah, lots more tracks like that to come, definitely. <laughs> Good, good. Well, since there, since you mentioned it, now you've got a, a debut album which is not released yet. It's still to come, and actually, people can go to your website and they can pre-order it. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the status? Where are you in this? Well, you know, this is like my first album, so it's it's definitely I feel like not pressure, but I feel really protective over it, and I want it to be perfect, and I want it to be everything that spent my whole life dreaming of so you know um it's it's very much ready but there's still a lot more that needs to go into it so you know i'm I'm trying to get it ready and delivered to everyone on time but at the same time i don't i don't want to just rush it and get it out there i want to make sure that every single detail of it is, is exactly what i've what i've always wanted to do so i'm i'm so excited about it i'm really excited about it so where should people go to uh, uh, pre-order a copy? Um, you, we're doing it through Pledge Music. Um, 
and we're giving 5% of the donations to VH1 Saving Music Foundation, um, which I'm a big supporter of. And, um, and yeah, it's through Pledge Music, and you can go to my website, which is juliettashby.com, and there's a link there that takes you to the Pledge page. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's where the baby's being, being nurtured, in the pledge room. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, when, when people are, when, when I, I want to uh, emphasize and uh, to all of my listeners that this is an album you do want to pre-order. And when you go to her website, after you pre-ordered her album, take a look at her merchandise page because you've, there's some very interesting things there. You can get a, a, a concert in your house. You can get a song written for yourself. Uh, you can get some of those famous lines that we just talked about. So, so take a look at that. Now, I want to uh, ask you about your voice. Uh, your voice has such a unique mm-hmm. curl to it. it. It's high-pitched and youthful, but it's also very controlled. It, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, you mentioned you had voice training. Did, did, did you kind of engineer your voice to the way it is now? Well, you know what? Like I always say, I mean, I, I, I completely hold my hands up and be an honest person in that training my voice is not something that I like enjoy doing you know but as an like an athlete they have to train and my voice is a muscle so the more I use it the more I have to train it but growing you know growing up I was um taught from a young age techniques training the training is mainly for my like my breathing and I think for all singers um training your voice is it's your muscle so you have to keep it strong because if you're doing an hour and a half set you you need to be able to carry on singing straight and then the next day and the next day and the next day so I yeah from a young age I had it programmed into me for my breathing purposes more so than anything um to to keep my voice um my voice nice and 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 healthy the result is, has been one of the most unique uh, voices I've heard in a long time. So keep it up. Thank you. Uh, now, I, I, know that, I know you were at South by Southwest this year, and, and you had a very successful showcase at the Perez Hilton event. And I know you've been in the yes. States many times. You just mentioned that you uh, recorded in, um, in Atlanta, even New York, other places. Mm-hmm. But South by Southwest mm-hmm. is kind of a unique American event, and, and I'm interested in your reaction to it and also did it affect your concept of American music fans? I absolutely loved South by Southwest. <laughs> I loved it. I think it's, you know, obviously in, in, in England, we're big on our festivals. So festival season comes around and everyone wants to be out in the festivals. And mainly our festivals here are in big fields. You know, so it's very open space and it stays with amazing music. So for me, coming to South by Southwest, which is completely different in the sense that it's not in a load of fields and there's not loads of hippies walking around. It's literally <laughs> down streets, different bars, everything. You know, I, I was, me and my band, we all were just like taken back. We thought it was fantastic. And the talent that's there, I think it's amazing how they bring everyone from all over the world and the different genres of music, the different talent, it's, you know, and no one, you know, there's people playing in little bars to like 40 people and then there's people playing to 100 people and then 1,000 people. So it's, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, experience experience it and experience it in an amazing way. So I'm I'm completely grateful for the opportunity and, and Perez's night was fantastic. Blondie was there performing and I love her. She, she's fantastic. Um, we, we, we shared a dressing room, so that was just like a little highlight for me. My dad always <laughs> called me Blondie when I was a kid, so I was like, yeah, I was in my element. And, and I got to see uh, one of my favorite artists, Alan Stone. Um, I don't know, I don't actually know how big he is in the States, but he's very underrated here. Like, he's just coming up here, and he is ridiculous, and his band are ridiculous. And for me, that's the best show I've ever seen live. And they, and they were just amazing, and that for me was my highlight, as well as performing with with my band. That that for me was a major highlight. It was fantastic. It was really really cool. Well, we have a lot of people here who are emailing in, and they're asking you that since you've spent so much time in the U.S. and since you have so many fans in the U.S., have you ever contemplated moving to the United States? Well, I won't lie. I 
I'm very, very, I love America. Like, I love America, and I genuinely feel like it's my second home. So, at this rate, the amount of times that I'm going there <laughs> are weighing out the times <laughs> I'm in, at home. So, you know, like, for me, coming back there, coming to L.A., I feel like I'm coming home. I feel like I'm coming to a place of familiarity and, and of amazing people that have welcomed my music, and I, you know... I can't ever express how much that means to me, the response that and the, and the support that I've got from um, from America is amazing. And I, you know, it's, yeah, it's amazing. You can't buy that. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's well, ridiculous. I... So de- definitely, I, I classify it definitely as my second home right now. So okay. we'll see what happens. Okay, so, well, you're going to be back in L.A. Um, on August 20th, I believe. You're going to be at the famous Hotel Cafe, yeah. um, a show at 9.30. Yeah. And um, for all of our Southern California listeners, the Hotel Cafe is on Cuenga, just north of, of Sunset. It is the premier showcase for um, both upcoming and uh, well, uh, well-known well musicians. And you can get tickets in advance, uh, and I really recommend it. Otherwise, there's a long line outside. You've got to stand and in, 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 in put that one little guy who has to stamp your hand. So get your tickets in advance. And when you get your tickets, tell them that you are there to see a particular person, this particular person. Tell them that you're there to see Juliet Ashby. Uh, we want to have as many people there say Juliet Ashby. Uh, Juliet, we're, unfortunately, uh, we are having too much fun, which means we are running out of time. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I, no problem. To... Thank you very much for having me. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm going to see you no at problem. the Hotel Cafe myself. Uh, I also want to let everybody know Amazing. that you're touring. You're touring the country with, with UNIT. You're going to be in, uh, in Colorado, in Boulder, Colorado, on September 3rd. You're going to be in um, uh, Denver on September 4th. Check out our, our, our blog. We're going to post your dates on our blog. I suppose they'll be on your website, too. And once again, I want everybody to go to her website, pre-order her album, and then go over to her merchandise page, page and maybe maybe she'll write a song for you. Uh, you take a look at that. Juliet. Thank you so much for being with us. This has been a delight. Uh, thank you. You've been amazing. And I, can't, I look forward to meeting you and everyone else who comes down to the show. Come, and, come down to the show and party with us, definitely. We are going to pack the hotel cafe. They're going to be falling out the, the, <laughs> the, the door there when they see you. Okay. All right. We've got to we say can. goodbye now. Um, Take why don't care. You stay, on the, stay on the line just, j- just for a second, okay? Um, mm-hmm. You've been listening to Music Friday with uh, Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get a real-time update on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on Music Friday, but hold off for a while because we're booked through uh, August. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at, at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Music Friday, or you can find us on iTunes. Be here next Friday. Ivan Johnson, Ivar Johnson, and Sal May are going to be with us. Check our Twitter stream for exact times. Good night, everybody, and have a great, great musical weekend. And we're going to leave you with a little bit more of Juliet's music here. And this track is called Waiting.
Waiting, waiting. 